according to Pauline, the Broncos don't want to trade PS2. Let me clarify that. They don't want to trade PS2. And I, I know that for a fact. But if it did come to... This is one of those situations where nobody can be off limits. If you're if you're looking at your franchise quarterback, that's the number one position in football. If you want to begin a rebuild or a retool, whatever you want to call it, you have to make every player on your roster untouchable, as crazy as it sounds. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell. Back at you guys with another episode this week to recap some uh, rather intriguing hires that Denver Broncos made within both their front office and coaching staff the last uh, few days or so. Um, some NFL draft uh, rumors for the Denver Broncos NFL draft analyst came out recently with uh, potential news at the Denver Broncos and how they be mo- maybe uh, maneuvering the draft boards or coming, you know, draft day in April, how they potentially could be. Uh, pursuing their next franchise quarterback. Lots of interesting stuff to go over. What could it possibly take for the Broncos to move up for a Kale Williams or a Drake May or even a Jaden Daniels? Is it possible? I'll break all that down later in this episode. And then obviously the two steals the Broncos had from the New Orleans Saints organization. But before we go and jump into uh, all of that and more, please, if you're listening on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, turn notifications on, leave a comment down below throughout this episode. Let me know what you guys think about uh, the different two hires the Broncos made and then your opinions on whether or not the Broncos should move up for a quarterback and potentially are risking uh, future draft capital and picks um, in the process of making that move. So without further ado, and just by the way, my apologies for missing the last few days uh, with no episodes. Um, Unfortunately, we recorded a great episode on Monday morning with KOA Colorado's Ryan Edwards. A lot of you guys don't know he's worked Broncos Country Tonight, KOA Sports, one of the big, uh, you know, highly renowned uh, radio voices in Denver Broncos uh, land. But unfortunately, the audio tweaked out with the episode, wasn't able to uh, get it out for you guys. Was it honestly? It wasn't an episode uh, that I could save, um, just from like an editing standpoint. So kind of a bummer. We'll have him back on the show eventually, but um, that's a reason we haven't re- uploaded in a few, in two or three days or so. But let's go and jump into uh, this news. Denver Broncos hiring Saints, excuse me, longtime Saints offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael uh, to a senior offensive assistant role uh, on their on their coaching staff. So interesting hire here. He uh, he spent the last fifteen years, the last fifteen years with the New Orleans Saints as their offensive coordinator. Did not uh, get he obviously was let go by the Saints uh, in twenty twenty three after the twenty twenty three season. Um, after 15 years, um, always keeping that role for that long with one team is pretty impressive. Um, with all things considered, um, even even during their up and down seasons, Sean Payton always had his belief in them, and he's showing it again by reuniting with him here in Denver. Um, the Saints averaged a total 27.1 points per game during Carmichael's tenure as the OC from 2009 to 2023. Um, and if you guys don't remember that, 2009 is obviously uh, that may ring a bell in some heads, and that's because that was the very first. That was the year the the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl three years after Sean Payton was hired. The very first year Carmichael was hired as OC. By the way, he's a rookie OC that year. Very first year, the Saints won Super Bowl with Drew Brees. So take that how you will. Um, I know Sean Payton was the play caller, but just saying. Um, 
like I said, 27.1 points per game through 15 years is ridiculous, man. Anytime you're averaging nearly uh, four touchdowns per game, you're doing something right. Nearly 30 points per game, you're doing something right. I don't care if he wasn't calling plays. Like He was the offensive coordinator. There was a lot of game planning, scripting, um, a lot of personnel management, all of that that plays into a factor of why he was so successful during his... Why? I mean, why do you think they kept him 15 years? And why do you think Sean Payton wants to reunite with him? I mean, I think this is a good hire for the Broncos, honestly. Am I ecstatic about it? Not necessarily, but am I happy that Sean Payton is bringing in the guy that he feels like he can you know, improve the Broncos offensive unit. I think it's a good hire, honestly. Um, the Broncos finished 26th in total yardage in 2023. That's just unacceptable. Um, especially with bringing in Sean Payton, um, hopefully Russell Wilson having a better year, uh, much, our offensive line was like top 10 in both run and pass blocking. I mean, that's just, you can't finish 26 with like numbers and rankings like that and bringing in one of the greatest, offensive play callers of all time if we're being serious um you know one of the i mean honestly top 20 head coach of all time and the broncos finished 26 in total offensive yardage i mean that's just not heard of uh from saint from sean payne's time in new orleans so he brings in pete carmichael i like this hire honestly i know he just got fired but i feel like they're they're trying to change something up up over there after their uh, offense didn't have a great year and you can look at the saints and with Derek Carr in that offense and say, yeah, they had a very sporadic year, kind of reminding you of the 2022 Broncos where they weren't able to string together a lot of successful drives. But at the same time, I know the Broncos' offensive line was really good, and uh, their running back, running game was pretty good at times. And we all can we can all sit here and look at Russ's statistics and say, yeah, he had a really good bounce back year. But the Saints averaged more points per game in 2023 than the Broncos' offense did, believe it or not. In uh in 2023, the Saints averaged 23.6 points per game. By the way, that was their most points per game since 2020 when they averaged 30.1 points per game. The whole thing with Pete Carmichael here is I don't feel like it was all necessarily on him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yes, play calling was a little bit bad at times, but 2022, 19.4 points per game. They still kept him. 2021, 21.4 points per game with Ian Book, Jameis Winston, Trevor Simeon as your starting quarterbacks. And they, they were going through a mixture of different starters that year. 2023, they have their most points per game since 2020, and they fire Pete uh, Carmichael. Technically, they had an offensive improvement. They had more passing touchdowns in the previous year in 2023. They had more rushing touchdowns, the most rushing touchdowns they had since 2020. And in 2020, they had 30 rushing touchdowns. That's ridiculous. It was their second most rushing touchdowns since all the way since 2018. So, look, I'm not going to sit here and defend Pete Carmichael all day. If you don't like this hire, just remember that this isn't a replacement for Joe Lombardi. This is simply just an addition to the staff. It, they're literally the offensive assistant role is literally just adding to the staff. It's just it's a it's another voice in the room. It's a, another experienced guy in the room that is familiar with Champagne system. I mean, there's no reason to dislike this hire at all. It's not like Carmichael's gonna come in and ruin things. So honestly, I like this this move a lot. There's no reason to hate it at all. Another hire that the Broncos 
Broncos uh, essentially they this one wasn't po- the the Carmichael hire wasn't poaching him from the Saints since he was fired and um, he was unemployed. But this hire is a poach, and I want to talk to a good length about this one. Really, really, really like this hire actually, even more than the Carmichael one. Um, the Broncos are hiring Saints assistant college scouting director Cody Rager as their new vo- new vice president of player personnel, VP player personnel. I love I love this hire, guys. Rager um, had also worked for as a scout for the Miami Dolphins and in the football department with the University of Tennessee, Indiana University for about seven months or so, and then most uh, notoriously his alma mater, University of Alabama. Um, I he's gonna have a okay. By the way, this is a promotion for Rager. He uh, like I said, he worked. He was most recently working with the title of assistant college scouting director. Um, he worked very closely with Jeff Ireland. Uh, over with the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think this is. I, I think this is a really good hire. Knowing the knowing the scheme and the specific players that'll fit Sean Payton's offense, but also having a good eye for defensive talent, being a, a long time scout, working the last nine years under Jeff Ireland, who Sean Payton very very uh, you know highly respects and holds to a high regard. He clearly also high uh, holds Rager to that same regard. Um, Rager very very young. Very, very young mind. Um, this is going to be his first year in the VP uh, player personnel role, as I mentioned. Um, I like this hire a lot, man. Um, he wasn't necessarily the one that got the end of the... He never really made the final decisions on draft picks, obviously. That was more Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, Jeff Ireland, uh, you know, centered in that department on draft day, but he still played a big part in scouting, very highly respected. After the Broncos made this move, I saw several insiders of the New Orleans Saints, um, a Nick Underhill, um, we had several several other uh, sources as well, Jeff Duncan, saying this was a major, a big loss for the New Orleans Saints. So, t- like once again, take that how you will, but I don't know this this move being viewed as a major loss for the Saints scouting department. Working really closely with Jeff Ireland, who I think personally might be the Broncos GM within the next year or so. Um, he honestly, Cody Rager, this might be a hire that could m- potentially make him the future GM of the Broncos if Sean Payton wants it to be that way. Um, does this hire raise concern for George Payton's future? I think absolutely. I mean, why would it not? I mean, if they were so confident in George Payton, would they need to? find a new VP or player personnel uh, th- you know, this early in the offseason. I feel like Sean Payton wants to – I don't think this is necessarily exactly like the Pete Carmichael hire where you're just adding another offensive assistant, another voice in the room. No, Rager is going to work – Mike Cliss reported Rager is going to work very closely with George Payton and Sean Payton. Like that's going to be the trio that is scouting scouting multiple you know, game films and, and also – not just like scouting for the draft, but also player personnel talking about roster control and everything with how the Broncos are going to operate and, uh, you know, handle their roster, especially this off season with the Russell Wilson cut. And it's going to be a big first step for a Rager and big first task as well. So, um, I like this hire a lot His Alabama days. I, th- I think you can maybe see the Broncos, uh, look at some more Alabama, uh, prospects as uh, opposed to recent years where I think the only Alabama players we've selected are Jerry Judy and Patrick Sertan within the last, like, I don't know how many years or so, probably the last like eight to 10 years, honestly. Um, so the Alabama players, 
players obviously work out fairly decently in the NFL, way more than a lot of other colleges. So you could potentially see, and I know just because he's he's from Alabama and obviously worked in their uh, their football department doesn't mean the Broncos are going to select a lot more Alabama players. It's a possibility, but. I think this this move being widely viewed as a loss by the Saints organization, even Jeff Ireland, you know, talked about how he doesn't want to completely throw in the towel because of this move. Like him saying that he doesn't want to throw in the towel because this move shows that this is a big loss for their front office. So like this move a lot for the Broncos. Um, I think they're headed in the right direction with this one, especially getting younger in the front office. Um, I think a more modern mind will uh, pay dividends for the Broncos and kind of give a good balance to uh, Sean Payton as well. Um, Sean Payton at only 60 years old. Um, next, let's go and jump into this, uh, this big time uh, rumor going around the NFL right now. Uh, not only Broncos country, but a lot of other teams are talking about this as well, especially uh, Chicago Bears fans as well. According to NFL draft analyst Tony Pauline, the Broncos are heavily interested in trading up in the 2024 NFL draft to select either Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels. Also, the Broncos don't want to trade him, but it have, if it had to come to a last resort, excuse me, they would be willing to include quarterback Patrick Sertan in a trade package to move up for their quarterback of their choice. That's pretty big news to come out from uh, from Tony Pauline. Don't know if it's necessarily 100% true, but um, according to, uh, he said it was in like a player's, I read the article, according to like in a player's hotel where he was speaking to people close around the Senior Bowl, um, that the Bronco, he heard that Sean Payton really likes the top three quarterbacks, specifically Caleb Williams, and would love to trade up. Uh, to acquire one of those three, uh, like I said, pre preferably uh, Williams. But um, do I think it, it will happen? No. But is there a possibility? Yes. What could a trade package look like? According to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, the expectation is that two first-round picks, a day-two pick, which is a, a second or a third, and a veteran player could get the job done to move up to a number as high as number one overall for the Chicago Bears. Um, I don't think the Bears will pass on Caleb. I think the more realistic, and I don't think, honestly, this is even realistic, but if New England or Washington, for whatever reason, wants to trade down, the Broncos will have to give up like two firsts, probably a second, and a veteran player. If the Broncos are giving up PS2, what I think the package would look like is probably the 12th overall pick, a future first, probably next year's first, PS2 and probably a second or a third round pick, something like that. Um, PS2's value is about like one uh, first round pick, maybe two first round pick, first and a second, whatever it is. That's probably my idea of what it would look like if we're going to have to give up PS2. Um, but like I said, according to Pauline, the Broncos don't want to trade PS2. Let me clarify that. They don't want to trade PS2. And I, I know that for a fact. But if it did come to – this is one of those situations where – Nobody can be off limits. If you're if you're looking at your franchise quarterback, that's the number one position in football. If you want to begin a rebuild or a retool, whatever you want to call it, you have to make every player on your roster untouchable. As crazy as it sounds, because the quarterback position is far more important than a, a corner than a corner. For being honest, like PS2 is an All Pro. Multi, multi, uh, multiple time all pro incredible incredible player obviously he's going to be playing in the pro bowl this weekend um i would hate to get rid of, rid of ps2 but me personally man if it's if we're, if it's guaranteeing us caleb williams i'm doing it if it's guaranteeing us drake may i'm doing it i'm sorry i'm sorry personally that that that's where i'm coming from i mean 
the whole the whole consensus what I'm seeing with a lot of Broncos country is why would you give away your entire future and PS2 on top of that just for one player when you you have other holes in your roster fill guys what have other teams in the NFL done by re- beginning their rebuild do they go and fill all of the other pieces and then hope with like a late round draft pick they can find a, a top quarterback no that, that almost never happens if you're getting if you're going to a rebuild, or you at least are not even going, to, it doesn't even have to be a rebuild. If you want your guy, you got to get your guy and do whatever it takes to get that guy. If you fall in love with a, pro, a, a prospect, you have to do whatever it takes to get said prospect. And I know Sean Payton knows that. I know George Payton knows that. And George Payton specifically um, passed on Justin Fields to keep Patrick Sertan. Um, it could be looking to use that same draft pick as a way to uh, get Caleb Williams, Drake Mayer, Jane Daniels. You, and like I, like I said, man, I I don't see any of those top three teams trading all the way down from 1 to 12 or 2 to 12, 3 to 12. That's just too high of a jump. jump. The only possible scenario I could see, and I still feel like this is close to impossible, but maybe the Broncos could trade up into the top six, something like that. I don't know if a team would want to jump from six to 12 or even seven to 12, like the Titans or something. And then from that spot, leapfrog again, like do a double trade up, I guess you can call it. I don't think, I don't even know if that's ever been done in NFL history where a team double trades up. Um, they would have to make their first trade before the draft begins, obviously. And then once the Bears are on the clock or whatever, or even before the, the draft starts, like we saw with the Panthers trading up for um, Bryce Young, uh, trading you know DJ Moore multiple firsts and seconds with the Chicago Bears, happened before the draft. So I don't know, just me personally, um, I, I don't see it happening. I don't think it's realistic. Um, I think, honestly, it... I think the report might be true that Sean Payne wants one of those guys, wants one of those top guys. Um, not necessarily saying Tony Pauline is completely lying here and, and not going to, you know, discredit his sources or anything, but I just don't think it's completely in, in reality. But at the end of the day, if it were to happen, I would not hate it necessarily. And I think fans are kind of overreacting to the fact, because if we get franchise quarterback play, and more often than not, I've talked about it so many times in the show, more often than not, if you're going to get find a franchise quarterback, it's probably going to have to be in the top five. Like, how often do you find a franchise quarterback, like, out of the top five or top ten, for being honest? Like, at this point, because it's unrealistic, I want the Broncos to take Bo Nix at 12. I think his draft, I've said it in our last episode, I'm, I keep getting the feeling that the draft stock is just going to keep going up and up and up for Bo Nix. I would not be surprised if the Broncos even have to, Call me crazy for this one. I would not be surprised if the Broncos might even when it comes to draft day, especially after a senior bowl weekend, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, pro day. We still, we still got pro day. We still got the combine. The Broncos might have to move up a few spots for Bo Nix. You don't, you, you never know. There could be a team in after the Patriots that maybe you know, believes in Bo Nix as much as we do, but still think Bo Nix is a great fit, fit for the Broncos. Wrote about that for predominantly orange. Um, I think ultimately, like I said, though, I think this report, I, I just don't see, maybe it's true, maybe it's not true, but at the end of the day, I just don't see any of those top three teams wanting to trade down 10 picks or so, 10 picks, 11 picks um, for the Broncos. I just doesn't seem realistic at all unless, I mean, the you have to, you would have to trade multiple first, multiple seconds, and probably PS2 on top of that, honestly, if you want to jump from all the way to 12 to one. I mean, that's just a big jump. Um, 
And like a lot of people are saying, this could be a smokescreen season, so um, take that how you will. But with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know in the comments what you guys think. Do you guys think that e- even if the Broncos could make this deal, do you think it's it's doing too much by trading away PS2 and multiple picks to acquire the, the quarterback of the future and either Caleb Williams, Drake Mayer, Jane Daniels, whoever uh, the Broncos could be in pursuit of? But let, us, let me know in the comments down below. Turn notifications on wherever you guys listen to this podcast, this show so that you guys are the first here so you don't have to wait for me to post the link on my story and everything so you could just get that notification and listen to the episode right away if you listen to the end thank you guys so much for listening all the way to the end um send me a message send me a message on instagram uh send me the word uh let send me let's ride on instagram and if you listen all the way to the episode i'm gonna give you a shout out my story all for listening all the way to the end because i really do appreciate that everybody like list like genuinely listen to the entire show uh it does mean a lot so send let's ride uh to uh at broncos avenue on instagram and i'll give you guys a i'll give you a shout out every single person um and if you're listening on spotify please uh give give us a five star rating super important to the show um and then like i said turn notifications on hit the follow button all greatly appreciated but with that being said i'm your host amir farrell until the next episode peace out everybody